The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. Welcome aboard. We are uh, off and running for the weird monsoon. What the hell's going on kind of stuff. Strange yesterday. Standing outside doing a bunch of yard stuff and then starts blowing. I'm like, wait a minute. It's not. We can't have this yet. We just skip right to the monsoon. That'd be great. Cool off, get a little humid, no big deal, but that's good. Everything's acting so strange. Uh, but uh, it's, There would have uh, been some good steam yesterday, too. Yesterday oh, afternoon. Yeah. The- some nice water coming in, nice little sizzle on the ground. The uh, uh, Of course, the big news everybody's jabbering on and on about here in town is the firing of Monty Williams. He's the first one to take a bullet for the nightmare that happened to the Suns last week. And uh, I contend that had they lost by less than four, he'd still be their head coach. If it was a close game. And they lost. He'd still be the head coach. It was the fact they got blasted. It was a post-traumatic stress disorder firing from last year. Watching them lose by 40 on their own floor last year and then do it again this year, that was a PTSD firing. But Monty's gone. The funniest part of that was on Fridays I I record commercials after the show. I do a bunch of – I write a bunch of them and record a bunch of them. And I got into the Schwartz Laser Eye Center one. It's a big deal, you know, that Monty Williams had his clear lens – has eyes fixed there at the Schwartz Laser Eye Center. And they're like, you know, Suns coach Monty Williams has had it done. And I started to write that in there on Friday and thinking to myself, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't include him in anything anymore. Like, I pre-fired him. I fired him in my brain. Just I didn't think it would happen this weekend, but just in case. Well, you're Monty's mush. So I, <laughs> I kind of felt a little guilty. I'm like, oh, man. Because I hemmed and hawed over it for a few minutes. Like, maybe I shouldn't. Like, uh, if I include, he's still the Suns coach. People know who he is. He's a big name. He's He's a great coach. He did a good job for a long time. But just in case the news pops up, I don't want him to be the butt of any chip. But there it was. And, See if uh, you can go back and uh, if it's in there, just a quick. It's edit. not, and it would be. It would be, yeah. And then you just add the word farmer, <laughs> Suns coach Monty Williams, <laughs> or just have Toledo do it. So you just hear the, the word change. But yeah, it was a. Uh, it was in my brain on Friday to go maybe, just you know, let this one kind of settle out. I didn't. I honestly didn't think they'd do that. So now the word is. And I've heard several, uh, Steve Nash, Isaiah Thomas, uh, and then now you know because he was at the game. Well, he hangs out with Ishbia. He's, yeah, he's going to be a consultant for the Suns. Uh, Isaiah is going to be here a lot. And Steve Nash was the coach in Brooklyn when it all went south, and why Kevin Durant wanted a trade in the first place last summer. And then they fired Steve Nash midway through the season. It was just like can't bring him back in, especially if you plan to. It just it's all a mess right now. But we'll figure it out. And then you know. 
Is the clock on DeAndre right now? Oh, he's gone. There's no, this team was so seen different. He's so gone. Different scenarios, but him heading to Dallas. Or... Stephen A. Smith went off saying the reason Monty Williams was fired was because of DeAndre. DeAndre. Wow. Uh, he is the reason Monty Williams is fired as a complete bust of a first-round pick. And I'm, you know what? Finally, somebody said the word bust besides me. And I, uh, So I picked up where I left off my son's season and was all in on the Mercury because, you know, Sophie Cunningham has changed my mind about the entire Mercury. Like, I still think the WNBA is terrible, but at least she's, she's like, electric. Like, you want to watch her do stuff. She hurt herself. So now what? Now what? I got to go out and watch the old WNBA without any hot Sophie Cunninghams on the court. And Brittany Griner and the whole team stood for the national anthem, and she's outspoken, said, I've talked. Totally changed she my swapped tune it out. I saw America. that. Yeah, she's. I've changed my tune. That'll happen when you're so. imprisoned abroad. I've watched uh, locked up abroad. Most of those people come back to the United States, going, "I'm not going to complain anymore." Like, there's that moment in your life where you're like, "Oof, I might have been a little mouthy prior. I, I might not have had all my uh, information in front of me." You know, I thought America kind of stunk, and so I like. Showed my disdain for the oh boy that is, she's probably going to start jumping up and down when the anthem anthem plays now. Yeah, she's she's probably got a new perspective. She's been getting some awards on the U.S. of A. for you know, but good. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes it takes getting locked up for nine months in Russia for you to go. You know what I had wasn't so bad. It's not so bad. Kind of like leaving your entire family for a prostitute, and about four months into that prostitute, you're kind of like. I guess I wasn't so bad before. This prostitute thing's a little rough. This is paying off. Yeah, this uh, constantly cleaning these stained uh, sheets is no longer as fun as it used to be because this isn't my on these sheets. Yeah, so uh, it's Brittany's, Brittany's got a new perspective. I don't know if that brings people to the party that Brittany now all of a sudden is, but it will. I Actually, it will. I know a lot of people that are curious to go see. She's an, uh, she's an oddity now. It isn't about basketball. She's one of those people that brings you to the party because of her oddness, not her shape. That's odd too, but her, uh, you know, her story. So people go and root for that. You know, it becomes that USA USA thing, and then that'll wear thin because they'll start watching that girl basketball and go, "Oof!" I'll just root for her from a distance. I'm not going to have to watch this all the time. And speaking of basketball, the dumbest man on the planet, Memphis Grizzlies uh, guard John Morant. It, that. The weirdest thing is a few months ago, he gets caught in a TikTok video waving a gun around. Yeah. And the league's like, you can't be doing this stuff. You're, you know, and the, all the media came down and said, look, kid, you're 23. You're going to make mistakes. That was dumb. And the song that was on was by NBA Youngboy. He's waving it around. So uh, he apologized. He actually brought it up in his uh, end of season uh, press conference when he was like, yeah, kind of my actions kind of screwed this whole thing up. I, I feel like I'm to blame for why the team fell apart. And I got to grow up and be better. Well, over the weekend, he did it again. Same song. <laughs> it's the same guy, NBA young boy again, waving a gun around. And so, you know, when I saw it, I maybe missed the part of it. It's just the two fingers up and the thumb. No, he's got a gun in his hand. It's real quick, but he's got a gun in his hand. Okay. Because I saw him do both. Like the one thing you can't do now is have a gun on TikTok. That's it. That's the only rule he's got in life. No guns on Too TikTok. Too tough, bro. But it's hard. I've never been on TikTok because I... I'll start brandishing weapons. I know it. I know better. So I keep myself away. Because I know the first thing that happens when somebody goes, you want to do a TikTok video? No. I run, grab my AK, and I'm ready to go. I'm like, yes, I do. Show me waving this at people. And I just don't understand the mentality of 
wanting to appeal to your crappy, poor, ghetto dickhead friends more than you would this new group of, like, people who aren't going to shoot at you, you know? Like, street cred's more important than being a good person and, like, just being like, i got to get rid of these guys and embrace the new life. He's a millionaire. He's got... The future is his. He basically owns the Memphis Grizzlies. It's all him. But he wants his friends that are like, you know, telling him, oh, man, you've changed, to see him as a guy that still hangs That's and does what they That's impressive that you do that. It doesn't make sense to me. I just don't understand. Like, if I could abandon losers in my life, I'd do it constantly. There's still, there's still a few. Like, if the promo crew here was like, Holmberg's not keeping it real, I'm like, good. That keeps them away from me. All they're going to do is ask for money if I get too close. That's dumb. Like, when you have something, and he's got, like, 20-plus million dollars a year coming in on more. It's going to be in the 40s. All those, you got to look at all those people that he's hanging around going, they're just going to ask me for cash. This is a group of people that's going to just bother me for things. Probably end up stealing. Oh, man. you got to get, people are too, uh, you know, I don't know if the word loyal is the right word, but. Ice-T Ice always said that, too. He's like, hey, yeah. man, when I made it, when I made it successful. It's time to bounce on them losers. Get rid of your loser friends. It's the fun of it. I remember Jeremy, who I thought the world of. He's a nice guy. But I don't want to hang out with him because he'll drag me down, man. He'd take me (laughs) down to places I don't want to go. He he offered to take me to dinner, and it was a two-for-20 coupon. I'm like, we're not going there. And then I, it was a good ploy on his part. What I end up doing, we end up going somewhere I like. And I'm footing the bill for that, of course. And I'm fine with that. Thank God I talked you into not playing that... uh Video you and he did with waving guns and stuff. Oh, well, we were TikTok buddies for a little while where we were aiming guns at people. And we were playing, you know, Northwest Indiana. That's what we did. We were kissing sisters and shooting guns at, you know, refrigerators. The last thing I'd want to do, if I went back to Indiana and they're like, you've changed. I'm like, you're goddamn right. Have you looked around? Thank you. Here's the thing. You haven't. That's the problem. You haven't changed. Evolve, man. You've had choices too, West <laughs> yeah. Virginia. Oh, I could, Indiana. I could go back to people that New uh, Mexico. That, man, are you different than you used to be? I'd be like, <laughs> "Thank you. You're not. You f-ing loser. Bye." I don't understand trying to keep it real with your loser friends. If they haven't made, if they haven't evolved, why do you have to devolve to hang out with them? Why do you have to turn back the clock to be like, "No, no, no. I'm still cool." There's nothing like they and those dudes. You never know their names. The TikTok video that he's in there with twice with those guys that are, you never know their names. You don't know who they are because nobody cares about them. So they walk away going, "Ooh, John, I were in a video and he got in trouble." He's probably raving about knowing John Morant more than he is that John Morant's in big trouble. It's just so stupid to me. And that's the life lesson. You caught up, you know, you know, and was drunk, high, whatever. Right. You know better than anything. There, you know, Caddyshack taught us all. There are classes. And, you know, Brady grew up in the country club. There were certain friends that you might have liked, but they're not going to the country club. They're not going in with you. Ain't happening. You just don't drag those people in. It reflects badly on you, and the next thing you know, you're out of the country club. And that's the last thing you want. You're dragging Jeremy, old Jer and you walk into the one of these McGill. For God's sakes, and you, you take him to the country club, and he makes a mockery of the whole buffet. You're like, well, this is awful. And whose guest are you? The Bogans? Hmm. Thank you. And then they go talk to you, and they kick you out. It's it's tougher just like 
for uh, John Morant. You're you're a member. You're already in it. You're in. And you have behavior like that. You get the boot. Well, that's the, the thing. You're in the NBA. Yeah. You're in the ultimate country club. Every one of those guys that you want to make, you know, find like they want you want them to like you. Every one of them would trade places with John Morant. Every one of them. But they make Ja feel like, man, you're different, man. You're not, you know, you're not cool anymore. So he has to act like, no, no, no. I'm still stupid like you. I'm still a moron like you. And everybody, oh, you can't, you know, you can't get rid of your roots. The f- you can't. That's the whole point of this thing is to get rid of your roots. Every parent will tell you. Even even rich kids, parents, good ones, tell them, I want you to do better than me. I want you to go further than me. I'll buy new friends if that's exactly. the case. Exactly. You've that. got, got tons money. of money now. You don't let That's these, what he's doing, but it's just the wrong friend. Oh, yeah. oh, dragon anchors along with Get a discount then, yeah. look, <laughs> scumbags. If I hit the lottery, I wouldn't hang out with you guys anymore. I, mean, like, there's, I have no loyalty to you when it comes down to, like, classes. You're at a different level. Oh, I don't want to drag bread around when I've got, you know, let's say I'm like that lady at Desert Diamond, won $875,000. Did you see what machine? The Sinatra slot. Was it? Oh, oh I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, man. Yeah. The Sinatra slot paid $875,000. On a uh, on a slot, the Sinatra pops uh, off for almost a million. There she is standing with that did. big check, and all I all they I'd be thinking is, who will I never talk to again? That, if I'm holding one of those big checks, be like, geez, I can probably get rid of Stebbings. I can. <laughs> I'm all new good friends. She's talking to one person though, David Brownfield or whatever his name is. Oh yeah, that, yeah. He was <laughs> that's right. She'll probably go on the show. I saw that you're one of the Sinatra slots. Mm. I'm David Brumbrums. She'll be getting a buffalo. You're gonna buy that buffalo ranch? Let's go look. My lottery dream has. Tell me how much you won. He always gets orgasmic when they tell him, we won eight hundred seventy-four thousand on a lottery. Eight hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. Oh. Anyway, yeah, all I'd think about if I got that kind of cash is what friends I can't have anymore, and how I break up with them. Because you got to break up with the friends that you're not going to see anymore. Sorry, Toledo. <laughs> I would love to go to Applebee's with you, but I'm afraid that I don't do that anymore. I'll just buy an Applebee's. Yeah, yeah if that was exactly. The case, I'm not going to. You know, go get me an Applebee's. <laughs> and then start. And then Toledo tries to take you to dinner, and the next thing you know. If his credit card works, he's just paying you for the dinner he ate. It's fantastic. <laughs> you've changed. That's a beautiful... I'm big on the you've changed being great, and I'm big on get off my lawn. Like, people think it's an old... Uh, you shouldn't stand in people's lawns. That's just common sense. I don't know how they got strapped into old people talk. And you've changed is a compliment. Unless you've gone backwards. Unless you're hanging out shooting guns on TikTok. You're like, oof, you didn't, used to... Like, if I all of a sudden started to do TikTok videos... And having guns and stuff and whipping them around and listening to NBA Youngboy, you'd probably go, you've changed. And you'd be right. And that's not necessarily good. But you've changed from your loser friends. The whole goal is to have your loser friends eventually say you've changed. And I guarantee, like, there's people out there right now, oh, man, that's terrible. You can't abandon your roots. Yes, you can. A lot of times your roots are rotten. Go get some weed killer and stuff and get rid of the things that are growing around your awful roots. Morning sickness. Medicate. K-U-P-D. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. A John Morant won't. He's gonna get. He's gonna dumb himself right out of this gift he was handed. The dude is brilliant. And I think it was Shannon Sharp or somebody said it was probably a bunch of guys he grew up with with a, as much talent as he has, but chose to be stupid and got themselves all wrapped up in something and can't get into the association. John Morant got in. Now's the time you start cutting sandbags out of your life. That's what high school reunions are for, to find out who won. It isn't to be friends with anyone again. You're not going to go back there and, hey, oh my God, it's Theo. How are you, Theo? What's going on? Times are tough, man. I'm heavy debt. You know, got a couple gun charges, fell into some drugs. I'm like, bye, Theo. Never going to talk to Theo again. Boy, that's a shame. It's like a bad entourage. You bring <laughs> right. your friends with you, you know, that exactly. like, you're going to... They drag you. Chance they could be uh, running into some problems. They drag you down. They can't do it. That's why rich people and poor people don't get along very well a lot of times. It's because each one is mad at the other. One's dragging you down and the other one is rubbing it in. I don't care how much money you've got. you got a loser friend in your life. You don't drag them with you to the good stuff you've got going on. It's terrible. It goes. It's the same thing when Daryl Hammond said you can't turn a hooker into a housewife. You can't turn a loser friend into a country club member overnight. You just get rid of them. Let them figure it out. I'm a big one for abandoning losers. Think of it today. This is today's lesson. May 15th, 2023. Who do I have in my life I should cut free today and get rid of them? Dump someone today. (laughs) The dangerous part is my phone's going to be ringing off the hook probably, but that's okay. (laughs) I've talked to Tripp about that. You can't hang out with... uh promo people like no no it just looks bad (laughs) to who me (laughs) oh i see i don't want to think that you and i will be out doing some good stuff at good places and you'll take one with you you're off the invite list if you and mcgill start hanging around too much and then i'm starting to think who do i who do i like to hang out with more mcgill who i like promo guy or uh trip who usually foots the bill at Ocean 44 a couple times every week. I'm hanging out with Trip. McGill is never going to buy me a hamburger. <laughs> you always have classy friends. That goes for everybody. If you're poor, try not to be. And poor people usually drag poor people with them, and that keeps you poor. Never understood that. In fact, if you've got a deadbeat living in your house today that hasn't worked for more than 40 days, kick him out. Today's the day. That's it. You're not doing anybody any favors. You're just hurting yourself. That's it. You're done. We've been friends since fifth grade. Have you? Because he seems to be taking advantage of that. You're doing well. Deadbeat sitting on your couch going, today's the day, bro. I'm going to go out. Put the controller down, asshole. Go get a job. This is the time to do it, too, before it gets too late. We have new recruits coming up from the border. Oh, yeah. There, there'll be the, all, every restaurant's going to be filled. Oh, they're going to hard work your deadbeat right out. Yep. Yeah, today's the day you got to get your ass out and get a job because Title 42 has been orderly so far. But just wait. 
Chris Valenzuela's are on their oh, way. Oh, the Chris Valenzuela's are coming. <laughs> and they're coming in hot. And they're coming in job wanting. There's Especially a lot. after yesterday. They get rocked on Mother's Day. Absolutely. And it actually, they did a survey on that. And oh. they said it's the worst day in restaurants. <gasps> it is. It's just you're buried. It is the most post-traumatic stress syndrome I feel. My friend Mark sent me an, that, probably that same article saying why uh, is restaurant workers hate Mother's Day. Yep. It was the worst day I've ever experienced in my life multiple times working in a restaurant. Mother's Day is a nightmare because there's a lot of old moms. There's a lot of people trying to make this the special day, and they will pile in that place at 10 in the morning, and they won't leave till 10 at night, and it is just a nonstop dragging mom in. Stress nightmare for a restaurant worker. And why? You're humping it for a couple hundred bucks. You realize I just worked 15 hours for a... And a to, couple of doozy complaints. Oh, oh, yeah. And some of the moms are... Some of the moms aren't happy. Some of them are mad. You got a Mexican busboy, i.e. Marcy. <laughs> Take my mom out. She's going to... I want to complain about the help. They didn't speak a lick of English. Like, oh, boy, here we go. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the Fox News moms come rolling in. The CNN moms come rolling in. All they do is watch TV all day and get mad at stuff. Anyway... Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hopefully you can dump a deadbeat kid or a, one of your wine friends that never buys. Or the ones that, you know, the $10 minimum on the bottle, ladies, and she still shows up with three-buck Chuck. It's like, eh, she's the cheap one. Yeah, get rid of your cheap friends today. They're no fun. Who would you abandon first, Brady? Who was your first friend you'd be like, eh, never again, if you could, because they're deadbeats. You don't have any, probably. You've already eliminated them all. I've done pretty well in that yeah, department. Yeah, you got no like poor people friends that hang out and bother you. You got rid no, of that one. The, pre- the pressure's on me. I and I know to re- remove myself from the equation. If I'm invited by some of the friends that like, I mean, you're kind of a deadbeat you're in a worried, few spots. Uh, that like, I mean, I, when I went on these uh, a couple of these different motorcycle trips like 25 years ago, every one of those guys. Was a millionaire. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I shouldn't go on this trip. <laughs> right. Because one lunch would take care of my week. At uh, least. Allowance that I had on these yeah. trips. At least. Because a lunch would be 1200 1500 bucks, And the, these guys would go, oh, I got this one. Yeah. And my uh, boss, my buddy at the time said, you'll be fine. Because you're just covered. Well, no. I just didn't go. You know, there'd be times where we're all together. Tra- we Most of the time we traveled and. Groups of two or four. So you never had to pay for the whole shebang. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. You don't get involved in 12 millionaires and a Brady. That's not it. <laughs> Brett, I was too. the jester. You've had deadbeat friends. Even working overnights. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, They're everywhere. I, I cut them out, though. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's like a cancer. Just cut it out as soon as you can. I was a little worried about Brett this weekend because he went and saw Brett Ernst up there at uh, Tempe Improv. Yeah. And that scared me a little bit because... That's too much Italy in one room. Those two together. Oh. <laughs> there's trouble. There's going to be. There's a, a, there would have been so many gun videos. Uh, we, Brett would have come in and our whole <laughs> office would have just been a wall of cartons of parliament. What's this? I don't know. Fell off a truck. I was with Ernst this don't weekend. Oh, for Christ's sake. Are we selling cigarettes again? I got to move some sporting goods. I got to sell them loose. And we'd get rid of those loose cigarettes. Ben and the crew down the hall would have those gone oh, by 8 p.m. Morning, boss. Yeah, get rid of your loser friends today. I just don't get it. And we all say, you know, the funny thing is we all act like, ah, rich pricks this and those people are that. And you got to stay true to your friends. But when you see Ja Morant 
waving a gun around with his loser friends. And you're like, you are risking, no joke, hundreds of millions of dollars just to impress a loser that you don't want to lose as a friend because, you know, you grew up together in in an awful situation. And well, this guy, this guy wants to drag you down, and you don't see it, so you're trying to make him happy. It doesn't add up to me. Well, look like, at Michael Vick. I mean, that moron, I, right? You know, with the dogs. The and problem all that kind is, of stuff. they have it's just ridiculous. You, you, your entourage, and you. A lot of the times, you're the money person, right? And you have your yes guys, and you cut them and out. These guys are well. Look at boxing. You got to do better vetting. Well, that's the, the point. Nobody ever yeah. says what I'm saying. Everybody's like, you got to be loyal to your friends. Your friends need to no. Look at boxing. Boxing's the perfect example of that. Look at MC Hammer and music. Billy Joel, his brother stole all of his money. And he was a deadbeat, and Billy knew it, so we gave him a job. That's a family. You give a family a job and say, hey, you take care of my stuff. Billy Joel's brother stole all of it. Yeah. And he had to start over like 1990. Dane Cook's brother stole all of it. And guess what? Dane Cook's shelf life was the period of time in which his brother stole all of it. He was never going to have that that spike in his life again. He hit a, you know, he just went up into a cyclone and then came back down to earth. And his brother, meanwhile, stole all of it. Jewel. Yeah, the, the countless amount of people who tried to stay loyal and got smoked. I watched the second half of Straight Outta Compton yesterday, and man. You don't want to mess around with that. Easy E. His manager got him AIDS. Screwed. Gave him the AIDS, for God's sake. You know who saw it? Cube. Cube saw it the All whole way. It, eventually. Now, eventually. But Cube was first. To yeah, go, hey, he was. I'm on. out. What are we doing with this all day long? I'm like, well, that's a bit abrasive with the language. But yes, you're right. <laughs> and he knew it. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. But you've got everybody's got a deadbeat friend today. Your, your eyes are tighter Well, as I talk about it. Going, yeah, this guy's not. But it's one of those things like John Morant's friends... If they were real friends, they would want you to be better, not being a yes, moron. So exactly. that, are they really your friends? No. You, the one friend would say, dude, you need to stop being yeah. in, in this. You stop coming home. Yeah. Stop being part of this. I can get you out this. of here. Yeah. Right. You left. You got out. Stay out. Why yeah. come back? You don't need to come back. Other than when NBC or CBS or whatever or 60 Minutes does a special on you and where you came from and you have to walk those streets again, do it for television cameras and with, you know. Anderson Cooper standing next to you doing a story. You don't need to come back here ever. And then get back into Bentley and get the hell out of there as yeah. soon as they're done. Yes. <laughs> and avoid this like the plague. I mean, God, there's, it's it's never been a story where, yeah, I drug all my friends from my poor neighborhood into my future, and it was just perfect. Everybody fell in line. We all got smart. It's like, no, they're, they're there for a reason, and they want to stay for a reason because they know it's a defense mechanism. They know they're never getting out, so they embrace that as a real life. And tell you your life is fake and you've changed. No, that's not the case. They say that with people with money. They always say, oh, people with money change. And that's good. But you know what's uh, weird is uh, the people around you that didn't get any money are the ones that really change. The ones that shout you've changed are the ones that change. Because they expect it. I, I was at that Applebee's that time and that dude came up in his Ravens hat. We were doing the Veterans Day thing. And I'm like, ugh, Ravens hat. It's kind of tough for me because I was in my Steelers shirt. And he goes, yeah, we rivals, we rivals. My cousin plays for the Ravens. And he told me it was a punt returner, wide receiver. I'm like, that's great. That's your cousin. Yeah, man. You get a cousin in the NFL? You know how much money I got out of that? And I just I held up a zero with my fingers like, this? 
exactly, man. Can you believe it? I'm like, you're not in the NFL. Why would he give you money, cousin? You think, man, you got to take care of your family. Like, nope, you'd be the first one I cut out. Yeah. You're the one with that mentality. Like, I don't have to do anything. If one of us makes it, I'm taking some. Especially a cousin. Cousins I mean, mom and dad, me, okay, buy him a house or something, whole, you know, but. The one I think of is MC cousin? Hammer. His life Hammer's story. Hammer's whole world. Put everyone yeah. on the payroll. Look, bottom line is, and let's just make a pact here. If any of us hit it big, we don't have any, like, you know, obligations to pay the other guys off. Although, I would feel a little guilty that, you know, I hit it, I smashed it, and I'm not going to do the job anymore. and leave. So I'd give you guys goodbye checks, like, you know, it's like friend severance package. Bucks. It's a friend <laughs> severance. Yeah, you know, get on your feet. <laughs> Here you go. Do some Tubman's, kid. Go nuts. Wow, he's got the new Tubman 20s. You got ninety days to find a gig. Yeah, you give you go. I'm I'm not coming back on Monday. Be, I'm look. Don't you feel like working? No, Brady, I don't. That alarm goes off at four a.m. I'm the worst employee in the world. I the, I would be the worst employee in the world. Yeah, everything goes. Oh, man, and we'd have to hang out with Frank and Coulier. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that would be your future. <laughs> we'd have Izzy and ChatGPT and oh. uh, Bob Kemp. That would be those would be your ilk. I'd be long gone. See, no, Brady wins it all. We'd be like, ah, crap. We just lost Brady from the show. (laughs) You might give us a few bucks on the way out. I don't know. You wouldn't have to. You're on the list. Yeah, you don't have to, though. Don't put a a list. It's all yours. uh, You made the list, My list is because I want to. That's That's beautiful. That's cute. Mine is out of obligation because I would quit the show and you guys would all be out of work. And that wouldn't be any good. (laughs) Here you go. Here, I'm it's sorry. a little different. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's a little different, but not much. Like, I don't want to see you go anywhere. It's like some rebuild program I got to get involved in. I don't want to do that. I mean, we'd be fine. But still, I just don't want to do it. I don't, right. you know. <laughs> Bert goes and hits it big. I'm kicking you out. That's the other thing. As a, what a, are you doing? As a real friend, I'm like, why are you still in here every day? Just love my work. Nope. You're the worst employee I could have. The worst. A, you don't need the job. And B, the first sign of adversity, you're you're gone. You would change, man. <laughs> goddamn right, I would. You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. He would answer. Hey, man, he should change. I'd have respect enough to make the phone call. I'm out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah exactly. And hopefully, you know, get, meet me for a nice oh, lunch. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, buy yeah. me. Some, well, I want to have a lobster bib on I'm when you quit. I'm not working anymore. Yeah. I just, uh, I hope it happens because the number of tracksuits coming in oh, every, man. for the first. Can you, you imagine? Know, Gold fleck, super like, this one's got actual gold in it. I wouldn't hear a word over cracking all those crab legs as you quit. There's something I got to tell you. Don't worry about it, boss. I figured it out. <laughs> and that's fine by me. Because the last thing I want is some multi-millionaire sitting across from me going, you want me to answer the phones? <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> I'm not doing jobs beneath you. Go home. Enjoy your wife and her gold vagina now. It's probably had it dipped or something. Anyway, the John Morant thing bugged me all weekend because people, people always say the right things when it's dumb, when something stupid happens. But until something stupid happens, you're supposed to keep it loyal with your loser friends. And I don't get that, especially in pro sports. I just don't get that. Drag these deadbeats along with you. You can have a friend that gets it, but the whole crew. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Doesn't make sense. Mike Mike Tyson, when he was at Bedford Stuyvesant, terrible neighborhood, had to fight all the time. And Customato's like, you're not hanging out with them anymore. You're done here. Like he took him up to the 
Catskills, mountains. So you live up here with me now. And they put him in a different situation, got him out of that mess because he saw like so much potential in this guy's. And the one thing I know that'll wreck that is these losers you hang out with. And then he found a whole gaggle of losers that uh, followed him along, and he drugged them with and broke him again. He was watching the Fresh Prince, Bel Air, Cuss was. It's like, I can't get him out of here. Cuss knows. Take a troubled kid out of, the, out of West Philly and stick him with rich relatives. Everything will be better. Everything will be better. There were a few episodes of the Fresh Prince where some of those Philly guys came back, started looking around going, all right, this is it, and thought they were going to get a piece, and Uncle Phil had to come in and set him straight that he worked for it. What would have happened uh, if it was one of his buddies flashing the gun, gun and not Ja? He probably would, he would have, have still fine, been in right? trouble. Not, he, he would have still been in trouble. Because it's been two months since the last time he was in a TikTok video with a gun. The one thing you can't do right now is be around guns. Just for a little bit, you know? You just can't. Idiots. Yeah. And you don't need the TikTok. If you're a, 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 a man or a woman... And you got caught making out with somebody, right? And they're like, all right, don't do that again. The last thing you can be seen doing is hanging out with that person at all. You don't even have to be making out with them. You can't be around the make-out person ever again. <laughs> Suspicions arise. And that's the thing about John Morant. All of it is over. Like, he had that credibility come back after the first one. Like, that was a dumb thing. He's a kid. Let him go. He said all the right things. I got to I gotta straighten up. He even said, I got to be more like LeBron. Where you never see about his, you never see anything bad. He's a businessman. Uh, he's a basketball player. He's not perfect, but I got to be more like that. And you're like, there, there you go. This might have set him straight. And then two months later, he's, he's doing it again. Now it just looks like he was told what to say. It was a hundred percent horse, and he doesn't care. So, lose your ditch your loser friends today. I'm gonna. In fact, I'm gonna call a meeting with the promotions department. I'm gonna say I don't know most of your names, and there's a reason why. <laughs> most of you people are. Disturbed individual. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Google eye weirdo. Who's this one? I've never met you before and I never want to. There's a weird little thing that's going on. I need you kids to know. I'm better than you as a human being. And you need to get that in your thick, dumb skulls. Holmberg's a dick. Exactly. We've accomplished the mission. I never liked him in the first place. Good, then that one will leave me alone as well. This is perfect. Say things to losers that make them hate you, and then they'll never beg you for stuff. It's a perfect scenario. I gladly wander up to a group of losers and go, you guys realize how much better I am than you, right? Oh, you're an asshole. Mission accomplished. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Brady would have trouble with that one, wandering up to the promo department telling him he's better than them. But deep down, Brady believes it. He knows. He grew up in country club. He knows what... He knows who to look down on. He was he was raised that way. My man and my lady know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't even take time to learn their names. You give them really bad I don't know you names. What's up, Chief, my man? Hey, Brady, Jeremy's worked here for months. Who? Jeremy, the one with the beard. My man. That's right. He's just, he's just smart. Like yeah. the magic man when he came in a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Swithbert came in and I told him, Brady, will not, Brady, think, Brady, look, he is better than you. There's no question. And he's <laughs> never going to know your name. Hey, all magicians. I, I would rather hang out with John Morant's crew than a gaggle of magicians. <laughs> so the street magician comes in. Nice guy. I like Swithbert, but come on. I blanked on his name. You didn't ever I... know his name. You didn't know <laughs> I know yes, stop it. You only knew it because I had told you Swithbert. <laughs> That's Swithbert? That would have been the next phrase out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, that's Magic Man. You wouldn't have known. He called him Magic Man because the dude had a deck of cards and a <laughs> ribbon hanging out of his coat.
There's the magic man. And I told him, he will not know your name. I guarantee it. And I think you were the one that goes, what's this guy's name? Ah, the magic man. Here's something you need to know. I'm better than you. I don't need to know your name. Well, Brady's an asshole. And we're done here. Good day. Yeah. Good day, sir. Brady grew up in country clubs. That's, that's the place you learn how to look down on people. It's perfect. And you do it in a great way. Like country club people look down on other people and make them feel okay with it. It's the best place to learn how to treat the lessers and still act, act like you've done something. You pat yourself. You see it all the time in those white housewives that haven't had a job in ages. Are doing like some, I'm on the board for charity, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, really? Yes, we help the less fortunate. Oh. And in the meantime, help yourself to a little pat on the back. Because you feel pretty good about you when you do that, don't you? It's because I want to make them feel good. Yeah, that's right. You ever go down there and actually do anything with them? Oh, yes. On Fridays, I stand behind a counter and feed them. You ever mingle with them where they hang out? Oh, God, no. I'd never go <laughs> Zone. Never take clear, one to dinner. Clearing out the zone. Never go. Yeah, you don't ever take a few in your house. That's my favorite thing about that next door app is when a homeless starts to wander up too close to the rich houses. Somebody will comment like, "Hey, that's some dude camped up against the back of my house. We uh, called the cops. He's back again a couple days later. What do I do?" And then uh, somebody said, "You need to be kind to these people." All right. Well, where, what's your address? I'll drop them off at your place. You see, man. She's like, "No, that's not what I meant. I don't want one." Did you see Chappelle got a little heat because he's, like, telling the truth? About San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. happened? He said, what the f*** happened to this place? Indian restaurant and eating. Some guy's taking a dump yeah. out front. He said, a dude dude took a while he was trying to have dinner. What happened to this place? He used to like it here. I mean, he's right. That's it. Nobody wants it in their yard. Everybody wants to be nice. and It's country club mentality. Oh, those poor people. What a shame. Oh, you want to help them? We'll bring them over to your house. Oh, God, no. We can't have that. No, we're building a fence. Yeah, we're building a giant wall with security around it to keep those out. But I do charity work to feed them and keep them, you know, figure if they're well fed, they're not going to wander over into our neighborhood. I do charity work to keep them at a distance. Exactly. I go out there and here's some food. You guys stay here where the food is now. I'm going to go home and lock my gates. We all do it to a certain degree. We all act like we're above it. Uh Uh-uh. Get rid of your loser friends. That's today's message. Oh, my phone's just blown. 38 text messages. I've lost 38 friends today. Holmberg, you're done here. Like, fine. There are some people. I say it all the time with comedians. This is the last time you're going to be in here because you're going to be too big for this show. And I, I'm glad for it's you. 98% correct. We are the ghetto. Almost every time. Like, evidently, Marlon Wayans is going to come in here. He's in that new Air movie with Ben Affleck. He ain't coming in here. There's no And Marlon sent me Christmas presents and we text and birthday presents last year. Marlon and I are pals. We're not going to be friends anymore. I haven't heard from him since Air came out, by the way. Since it actually, since it started getting some buzz. Like, I'm not going to hear from Marlon Wayans ever again. And you understand. I want that to happen. That's success for someone I actually say I'm friends with. So you'll never see Kreischer again coming in here. Kreischer and I will never speak he's, again. He's been out for about a year. Kreischer and okay. I will never talk again. He came in here best pals with us and wanted to do stuff. And we'll never talk to Bird again unless he needs something that he yeah. can't get. With, and he should be able to get it all. We don't have connections in certain towns, so we called Brady and got a green egg smoker. I got a guy. I'll go get him. Hey, Bert. So, yeah, we'll lose him. Joe Coy. 
gone. We, we were great buddies, like texting a lot. I haven't spoken to him forever. He changed his phone number, doesn't tell me about it, and it's not because of me. Yeah, you, you see that stuff. And then sometimes they slink back, and it's sad. Like Joe, Joe Coy banging Chelsea Handler. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> if we're here long enough, he'll be back. Those old comedians that come in here, when Jimmy Walker came in, he realized that at one point in his life, he, you couldn't touch him. He was so smoking hot, and then he had to go sit in the Phoenix morning right in his 70s. Like, what the f*** happened? And he just flat said it. I don't need this, but I have to do it. Abandon losers. That's the message. <laughs> you have to. And we all do it. A little dose of reality for you. Pick one. You got one good friend in that mix that wants out, and you can help him out. But you know the whole gaggle is bad, and they'll still be there. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's 98KUVD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98KUVD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.